welcome to the Sobity Chat Podcast. If you are new and welcome back if you are a regular and a part of the fam, my name is Fatima and the Sobity Chat is a self-care community and podcast designed to empower women through faith-infused resources, mental health support, coaching, and wellness events. So before we dive in, let's chat about a few ways that you can support the show. The first way is by subscribing wherever you are listening. The second way is to share with a friend. If you think that this episode or this show will provide value to their lives, please go ahead and drop them that link. The third way is to rate and review via iTunes or wherever you're listening, but iTunes is probably the most primary source where my listeners come from. So make sure you head over there and leave a comment about why you like the show and leave a rating. And then finally is by submitting your questions via email, which is soulbdchat at gmail.com. My personal Instagram, Fatima underscore Farmer, or by sending a voice message right here on Anchor if that's where you're listening. So, without further ado, let's get into today's show. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whenever you are listening to this. Thank you so much for choosing to spend a little bit of time out of your day with me. I appreciate it. What do you think of when you hear the word romance? Do you think of movies like Love Jones or Poetic Justice or maybe Love and Basketball, the Titanic, or maybe you think of romantic books, you know, fiction books, Twilight, all of those different things. Do you think of music, you know, romantic songs, or do you think of gifts and flowers and sweet gestures. What comes to mind when you hear the word romance? I ask that question because lately that has been a beautiful theme that has been showing up in my life. And I've shared that with a few people. And I noticed the reaction when I share that romance is kind of my intention and what I'm leaning into, especially over the last few months of summer in particular. It's like I see a person's or hear a person's eyes and voice light up when I bring up this topic because they get excited thinking that, you know, it's about a relationship or a person or, you know, someone's expressing romance in a in a relationship sense. And I think that's a fair judgment because that is typically how romance is served to us right through media through experiences a lot of the times that's how we think of it and see it but i came across a definition that i wanted to share that really spoke to my vision of romance for myself and it reads a feeling of excitement and mystery associated with love a feeling of excitement and mystery associated with love. Now, some of these other definitions are very interesting to me. I won't go into all of them, but that's the one that stood out to me to most. And it's actually the first definition listed on this particular site that I'm on. A feeling of excitement and mystery associated with love. So if you really close your eyes and think about that, That means you can have a feeling of excitement and mystery associated with love, and it can be platonic love, it can be romantic love, it can be, you know, love in a partnership, it can be love in a friendship, 
It can be love of God. It can be love of self. Um, It can be all those things and none of those things. So I want to dive in a little bit into my experience with romance recently, what it means to me, how I've been cultivating it, and maybe just offer some ideas through my personal experience. So for me lately, romance has been showing up in literally everything, in every area of my life. And not in the most obvious one, like dating or relationships, not only in that way, it's been showing up in my friendships. So a really beautiful example I can share is um, a few weeks ago, one of my really good friends, Candace, came to visit me and it was a beautiful, romantic time. We went to beautiful um restaurants we ate dinner it was intimate we looked into each other's eyes you know we hung out with each other we spent quality time we really shared and made memories with each other i think sometimes um when we are maybe in a phase of seeking romantic partnership that we can forget about all the other areas where our life can feel really romantic, like our friendships, right? And that's not to say that it should replace that desire or that need for that connection, but it is to say just to become curious about how it could look to explore romance with your friends, you know, with your family even. with yourself. So one really beautiful night that I'm thinking of, we had so many beautiful nights, but one in particular that I'm thinking of is, um, it was like random and we just decided to go to this beautiful wine bar and it's like outside in this garden and it had all these like really pretty like fairy lights. It was nighttime and we did like a little wine tasting and I don't even think there was music playing. It was just nice and it was you know people around and conversation and it's just such a beautiful intimate environment and we just talked you know we just talked and we just shared and we reconnected after you know months of not seeing each other maybe even a year of not seeing each other and it was just beautiful and I remember saying while we were there I was like oh I would love to go come on a date here and she was like we are on a date now And it was like, for whatever reason that triggered in my mind. And I was like, she's absolutely right. This is that beautiful date that I see in my mind. This is that beautiful date that I want to manifest. It's not to say that I can't still have that experience in that place, but sometimes we just need to stop and acknowledge the beauty and the romance in the moments that we have right now, rather than like rushing ahead to this future version of it, you know? Um, And actually what I've noticed is that being really present and grounded in those moments actually just magnetizes that energy and allows more of it to come into our lives. So that was one really beautiful example that I had with a friend recently that just felt so romantic and really just reminded me that um, it can show up in so many different ways. Another really beautiful way that I have been 
embodying the energy of romance in my life. And this is something that I've been doing for a really long time, was buying myself flowers. I know it may sound so simple and it may sound so juvenile and, or maybe it doesn't, you know, maybe it's something that's like with the whole soft girl era, which I'm totally here for, by the way. But, you know, it's like kind of commercialized, but it's like, that it's kind of becoming trendy to like do these things for yourself. Um, but this is something that, you know, I have practiced for a really long time of buying myself flowers. And the reason that I do that is because one, I love flowers, red roses in particular. Okay. Red country roses, if we're being specific. Okay. (laughs) Um, but I love, flowers. I love the beauty of plants and nature. So if I can bring that into my home, um, I would say I have a green thumb. I have a lot of plants. I've always had a lot of plants um, or not always, but I would say maybe since like 2016, 2017, um, I've had a lot of plants and yeah, it's just something that brings beauty into my home, into my space and immediately puts me in this feeling of wanting to be nurtured, wanting to be celebrated, you know, because when I think of flowers, most people, when they see flowers, they think it's a celebration, right? They're like, oh, who bought you those? Like, oh, what's going on? Like every time when I buy flowers at the grocery store from Trader Joe's, the cashier always asks me, oh, what's the occasion? And I'm always just like, oh, it's just Sunday or oh, it's just Tuesday. And they're like, oh, I love that. And I'm like, yeah, like, (laughs) you know, it it should just be at least my philosophy is, is that it should just be a normal practice to celebrate ourselves. Why not? Why wait for some big thing to happen or some person to show up in your life and then for them to celebrate you or for, you know, this thing to happen. And now it's like, oh, I need to celebrate myself. Why not just celebrate yourself on a weekly basis, on a daily basis? Why not surround yourself in beauty just because you can, just because it makes you feel good. So if that's something you've never done, I'm going to encourage you to try it this week and tag me in your flower photos, please. I would love to see them. Like tag me, send it to me on Instagram at Fatima underscore farmer. And yeah, that would just make me so happy to see you buying yourself flowers. And this is something that I encourage men and women to do, right? Like this is not just for women to do. I think men can also add romance into their lives as well. And it would probably create so much beauty and softness. I actually saw this video on Instagram once um, of guys getting flowers just because, and it was all black guys. And it was just like, it was like for some podcast or something. And this woman was just gifting the men who worked on the set flowers and recording their reaction. And it was just so wholesome and sweet because everybody deserves to be celebrated. Everybody deserves to experience romance, to experience that feeling of love and affection. And it can be totally um, normal. You know, it doesn't have to be this thing that I think we make it out to be sometimes. Like I always think it's so funny that every time I post flowers on my Instagram story, I get at least one DM of somebody thinking that somebody bought the flowers for me. And sometimes someone has, okay, let's be clear. (laughs) But a lot of times I'm buying them for myself and I'm just admiring 
the beauty of that moment and that celebration and that joy that they bring me. And I'm just sharing that, you know? Um, so I just want to, wanted to share that example of how it has, how it shows up, how it has been showing up in my life lately. Um, another really beautiful example of romance is actually through touch. And I had this experience yesterday. I wasn't planning on sharing it, but, um, I will. So yesterday, um, I was just feeling in my body, like moving through my cycle, feeling very tender in areas in my lower back and my abdomen. And, but I, I was craving movement. So I decided to sign up for a hot yoga class and I went to this beautiful studio and, um, they had a teacher in the class who was more so guiding. He wasn't actually like doing the poses with us, um, but he was guiding and there was someone assisting. Um, I'm guessing like an apprentice or something where they go around and they kind of like very lightly offer um, adjustments and help you get your posture um, right so that you can really ease into the poses. And typically when I go to classes, I don't opt in for um, adjustments or assistance just because I'm a little weird about people touching me, especially people that I don't know. Um, so it wasn't it wasn't something that I was just like, OK, yeah, you know, but for whatever reason yesterday, I was like, you know what? Yeah, I want to lean into this um, support that's here. And um I, you know, I flipped over my little coin that said I would like to have assistance and we're doing all these various poses. And um, I remember we got to a pose called camel pose, which is actually a really deep heart opening pose, which if you are leaning into and embodying um, romance in particular, you know, romance is back to the definition, a feeling of excitement and mystery associated with love. Love is all about our heart center, our heart space. And camel pose is a very heart opening pose. And I noticed that um, I don't typically feel the most comfortable in those poses. Like fish pose is another one. There's a few different poses where you're like your chest is feels very exposed. And personally, I'm like working through some very um, deep layers of healing around love and trust and the heart area. Um, so this is no coincidence. Um, so I get into this pose and typically when that pose comes up in class, I really don't do it. Like I kind of just like <laughs> do like a, a lighter version or I might do like cat cows, you know. Um, but I was like, no, I'm, I actually felt like leaning into it. And the person who was assisting came around. Um, and if you don't know what this pose looks like, it's basically like you're on your knees and you're, you take the palms of your hands and you place them into your lower back, um, like facing up. So it's like you're pushing into your lower back and it's like your chest is rising up and open as you lean back over your feet. And um, the person who was assisting came around and began to assist me in this pose. And it was just like so beautiful in that moment because... 
I could feel myself afraid to lean in. I could feel myself almost like that trust fall where you know the person has to catch you. That's kind of what it felt like. And I could feel that he felt my hesitation. Um, but we just continued to breathe, right? Like I could hear him breathing and something about his breathing reminded me that I was supported in that moment. And that although this feels scary, this person is here because they want to be here and they're going to support me in this. So his deeper breathing allowed me to breathe deeper and for me to go deeper into the poles and to have that opening was like such a huge release where I leaned into the pose. I took a few more deep breaths. And then I don't know if it was fear or pain or a little bit of both, but I felt this like jolt of like, okay, that's enough. And I came forward. And when I came forward, literally tears just started rolling from my eyes because it was just like, I could feel so much of that lack of trust that I was carrying. And in that moment, I literally heard so clearly, like, you can trust yourself. You can trust yourself. And it was just so beautiful. And it had an air of romance to it, not because it was sexual in any way, but it was this feeling of being loved and supported and seen by someone um, and held by someone, um, which was just so beautiful. Um, and that that encounter really sticks in my memory. And it was romantic, you know, it was soft, it was intimate, it was vulnerable. Um, and for me personally, it was it was needed. So those are a few examples of how romance has been showing up for me lately. It's been showing up in so many other ways, but those are the ones that I'm going to share today. Um, but I hope that those experiences and examples um, and encourages you to just become curious about how romance could show up in your life. Um, this could also be a practice as well. You know, once you have found those things that feel really good to you that you want to explore, you could lean into them a little bit more. You know, if it's taking baths or if it's listening to a beautiful playlist while you cook yourself a dinner, um, if it's, you know, making your favorite mocktail or cocktail, you know, with di with your dinner, um, whatever that looks like for you, once you found that, making it almost like a ritual, making it a, a routine, a practice for yourself can, real, can feel really beautiful and supportive if you are aiming to add more romance into your life um, and share it with people, right? I think for whatever reason, when it comes to the topic of romance and love, a lot of times we can feel so, and I'm saying we, but I say we from the space of myself, maybe even some of my friends have expressed this, um, where there's almost like this guilt or shame or embarrassment around wanting romance and love in any capacity, right? Um, almost like 
oh, if you if you desire that, then something's wrong with you because you're not sufficient by yourself. Self-care, self-love, like all those things are so valid. Like, yes, we need to love ourselves. We need to care for ourselves. We need to have a deep relationship with ourselves. If you've been listening to me for any amount of time, you know, I am a huge advocate of being comfortable by yourself, enjoying your own space, enjoying your singleness. Like I've talked about all these topics before, but I also recognize the beauty in being in community. I recognize the beauty in being in relationship. I recognize the beauty of intimate spaces with people in general. And it doesn't have to be sexual. It doesn't have to be a a romantic relationship in that sense that we may think about. But just having that connection, that human connection with other people where you are looking into someone's eyeballs, (laughs) you are looking into their iris, you're having conversation and you can see like the shifts in their body posture or their tone, or you can see when a certain topic comes up, maybe your eyes get a little watery or their eyes get a little watery. Like those moments, that is romance. That is romance to me. Those quiet, still moments where people are connecting honestly, deeply being seen by another person is just so beautiful. And being seen by yourself is also so beautiful. But I think what I'm realizing and what I've come to accept and really embody and embrace is that we need both. We need self-love compassion, touch, grace. But we also need to experience that in human form with other people. And this coming from me is a really big shift because for a long time, I was very comfortable in my own space, very comfortable in my own bubble. And this year in particular, I have just become this person that is so social um, where I noticed that I have to refuel my social battery and being around people in ways that I never had before. Like that wasn't a desire that I had before. And now I notice that I crave hugs, you know, I crave having deep conversations. I crave going out and connecting with new people. I crave, you know, having deep conversations with my friends or with my family. Um, I crave that in a way that I really hadn't in the past. And I think it's just so beautiful. I think it's such a beautiful evolution. And I want to encourage anyone that may be in that space where you fi- you're finding yourself desiring a little more romance or connection, and maybe you feel a little embarrassed or confused by that, to be compassionate with yourself, be gentle with yourself, and to allow that into your life to call it into your life, to let it into your life. And um, yeah, I think that's all I've got for you today. Um, A scripture just dropped on my heart that I want to share that someone shared with me yesterday. And um, I'm going to share it with you. 
So this scripture is Genesis 2.18. And of course, this is back in the Garden of Eden. Okay. So if it resonates, it resonates. But know that this can apply to not only partnership relationships. I'm going to read the English Standard Version because... Actually, no, I'm not going to read the English Standard Version. I'm going to read the New Living Translation. It says, and this is again Genesis 2.18. It says, the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. And I love that. And of course, in this context, it's referring to Adam and Eve, but Take that with a grain of salt. Apply it to life in general. It is not good for man to be alone. We were not meant to be alone. (laughs) So if you are Mr. or Mrs. Solo Dolo, the way I used to be and very proud in that, um, I hope that this episode just inspires you to be a little more open to connection and curious about how it could invite more beauty, ease, play, surrender into your life. So we've made it to the end of the episode. If you're still here, thank you. You are truly the real MVP. Um, I just want to share a few announcements, updates um, with you all since it's been a while since we've talked. So first and foremost, your girl is back to teaching meditation classes. I'm so excited about that. I'm teaching classes with Manifest House all throughout the fall. Um, I've already taught, I think, three classes with them in the month of July alone. And um, for the next couple of months, I'm also going to be teaching. So if you are interested, make sure you follow me on Instagram at Fatima underscore farmer. So you can find out about every single class. Okay. The next thing I want to mention is that I am going to be accepting one-to-one clients starting in the next month. So if you are interested in working with me as a meditation instructor or a breathwork facilitator in a one-to-one setting, this is this is rare. I'm be very honest with you all. This is not something that I have done since my training when we had to do it. Outside of that, I have only worked in group settings. I have only taught corporate classes. I have not worked one-to-one in a paid dynamic for meditation and breath work exclusively. However, I'm feeling led to explore that. It's probably my my need for connection and people and community. So I'm really not that surprised. Um, But also, you know, maybe it can be really supportive to where you are right now. So if that's something that you are desiring, something you're interested in, I will put the links in the description. Um, You can also just go to my website, FatimaFarmer.com and click on the tab that says, let me just pull it up so I'm not lying to you guys because we don't want to do that. Um, But yeah, if you go to my website, you click on the little drop down menu and click on the section that says products and services. And then you see meditation classes and services. And I have one-to-one meditation sessions for 45 minutes. And then I have one-to-one breathwork sessions also for 45 minutes. Um, The prices are different. 
Um, there is a difference between meditation and breath work. If you're not sure what that is, if you want to learn more, I would suggest signing up for a intro call with me where we spend 15 minutes together. And one, I answer any questions. Two, you tell me what your goals and intentions are for the sessions. And then we basically figure out in real time if we're a good fit for one another. Um, most likely if you are listening and you resonate with the content I create, we probably will be, but um, that's just a way to make sure that we are before we move forward. So I would suggest doing that um, if you're interested. And also if you um, want to work together on an ongoing basis, you can book these sessions in a package. So they come in a package of two or a package of four. Um, you can also just book a one-off class if that's what you prefer. So um, that is one-to-one sessions. I am so excited to dive into that. So like I said, if you're interested, sign up for an intro call. I will include the link in the description as well. Um, what else do we have going on? I guess the final thing that I will mention is um, we talked about weekly meditations. Oh, uh, also I'm teaching weekly group sessions. These are live classes. Uh, live free classes on Insight Timer. So this is separate from Manifest House. Manifest House classes are $10 for members. Um, I can't remember the exact price if you're not a member, but all of that information will be on my Instagram. Um, But the weekly meditations that I teach on Insight Timer are completely free. All you have to do is download the app and join the meditations. I sometimes go live on Instagram as well, so you can join me there. Maybe for the next one, I'll go live on my YouTube channel as well. Um, We'll see. Can't promise that because I try to diversify the content. You know, I don't like to just post the same thing on every platform because it's like, what's the point of following on every platform then? Um, So, yeah, that is everything. Um, I'm going to go. Speaking of romance, I just bought this really beautiful perfume that I can't wait to pick up today. (laughs) I have to update you guys on that in the next episode. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for listening, for showing up, for sharing the space with me. And I will talk to you all very, very soon. Bye.